Welcome to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. I help women to overcome obstacles so they can become courageous warriors who live with hope. This is your place for inspiration and empowerment. I hope you will connect with me at ValerieSilvera.com and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Hello there, my friends and fellow warriors. Welcome to this episode. I'm doing this series on Courage 2 and doing a different one each time on really just hopefully inspiring you and motivating you and prompting you to do something so that you have the courage to do these different things. And you never know, while you're listening, you might find that one of these tips is applicable to something else, some other way in which you need courage. So I know that um, maybe people aren't flocking to podcasts about having courage because I feel like we're all looking for the magic bullet, right? That little, that one little thing that's just going to turn everything around for us. And, and I don't know if there is one little thing. I think there are a lot of little things and some big things, but it's also that we have to do something. We have to make changes. We can't just sit around and wait for things to change or... I'm afraid that we will change and and probably not in the right way. So congratulations for listening to this. And I hope that you will listen to it till the end because you might find it to be a little different than you thought. Some of my perspectives might be different than you had assumed when you saw the title. And, And just for having the courage to check into something about courage. You've heard me talk about this before and probably more than once because if there really were a magic bullet, I feel like courage would be it. Because fear is debilitating. It certainly was for me for years. And I wasn't a fearful person. And when this certain thing hit in my life, coupled with some other challenges that were going on, it it nearly took me down. And so I've discovered after being down for so many years that life is scary. And there are things that will always scare us. There are situations we don't understand. It's life has disappointments. It's all part of life. So we can either just bury our head in the sand. We could try to pretend it's something different. We can stay down, run scared, or we develop courage. I mean, that's really the combat for fear. That's the opposite. That's how we overcome fear. So we're never going to be fearless, but we can overcome the fear, the hold that fear has on us. So this is why I think it's so important. And I hope more people will jump on board and stop being afraid to develop courage, right? I mean, the longer we go without doing this and we stay in fear, it will change us. And it will change us into people who are more scared, less confident, more devalued. And I don't want that for you. I doubt you want that for yourself. So this one is on the courage to live with hope. Let's talk about hope a little bit more though first. Okay, so, you know, there's some definitions of hope. Think about this one. Assurance or belief that something can or will happen. Assurance or belief. So that is, you know, some other words. Faith, right? Confidence, and of course, belief. So we're kind of afraid lots of times to, to have belief, faith, and confidence in things happening, something turning out the way we want them to. And I think that also 
We use the word hope so loosely. We use it all the time in many different situations, and it's not really the kind of hope I'm talking about, right? So we say, you know, oh, I hope I can go out for dinner next weekend. Oh, I hope it's nice on Saturday, right? We kind of throw that hope word around. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about living with expectancy. And so this is where we have to kind of get ourselves in the right, on the right track, or we might get real confused, very disappointed and, and slammed by this. So when you live with hope, we don't always live with the kind of hope that says, I know this is going to happen. You might have, you might be, let's say you're a Christian like I am, and you have hope, you have belief. You have confidence, you have assurance that there is a heaven and that you're going to heaven. And if you have different spiritual beliefs, you could apply that to that. So that is a, such a, that's a very strong hope. We call it it faith. So that is one thing that we often hold on to. We've got that one. That's a big one. My goodness, if we can do that one, if we can believe in something we can't see to that extent, Maybe we should be able to live with more hope in other areas of our lives. So the hope that something will turn out right, though, this is where we have an issue with those types of hopes. Number one, so many things we don't have any control over. The things that we really want to put our hope in, the ones that, you know, we want to live with that expectancy. We want to feel assured. There's no control. And that's a killer for us, right? We want control. How are we supposed to have hope if we have no control? I definitely felt like that for all of my daughter Jamie's 15 years that she was off the rails and in addiction and in all sorts of danger and just terrible situations. I lived with hope that God had a hold of her. At some point, I just had to do that. I had to go. I mean, I, I'm not, whoa, whoa, let me, let me go back. For most of those 15 years, I didn't live like that. For about 13 of them, I didn't live like that. But when I finally realized I needed to release it because I had no control, it allowed me to live with more hope. The hope was that God was in control of it and I wasn't. And that somehow, I'm not saying everything would turn out okay, but I would be okay. And ultimately, Jamie would be okay too because I believe she's in heaven. And so I kind of had to let go of that because here's the thing. If we tie hope to our control, we might live with no hope, right? Because too many things we don't have control over. You've heard me say this many times. We can control our thoughts, our words, our actions, and our feelings most of the time. So those are what we can control. So much of our hope is placed on other people and situations that we don't have any control over. So we are afraid to live with hope because we have no control. Another reason is disappointment. We do not want to feel disappointed. Who wants to be let down? Raise your hand. Yeah, I see nobody raising their hand. Nobody wants to feel like that. But this is something you just have to get down inside of you. You have to come to a place where you're willing to accept this. Life has disappointments. And it's okay to feel disappointed. It's what are you going to do next? Because I had so many disappointments in my young life when I was very young. So many disappointments, my biological father, and, and, and I don't even want to get into it, but a lot of things. And so I developed this whole notion, philosophy that I even shared with people, which kind of makes me sick to think about it now, 
for quite a few years that you should always expect the worst because if you expect the worst, you'll never be disappointed. And that might be true, but what a heck of a way to live, huh? Expecting the worst? Not to mention, I think we can attract that in if we spend too much time focused in that direction. So that's not a good way to be, to just say, well, I'm going to avoid disappointment because I'll never have any hope. I'll never have any expectations. Now, I do believe that we can manage our expectations. So you don't want to have unrealistic expectations of people, too low or too high, because that isn't going to go, you know, that's almost setting yourself up for disappointment. Yes, we can manage disappointment. Actually, one of my weapons of hope, which is called your circle of strength, I have a whole module, a section on that. And it, you know, this is all about your relationships. And I have a whole module on working through managing expectations, which helps you to manage disappointment. So I'm not saying you shouldn't try to manage it so you aren't just living in constant disappointment, of course. But to think that we aren't ever going to be disappointed is crazy. It is not true. We will be disappointed. It's part of life. But as I said, what do you do with it next? Do you say, well, I'm tired of being disappointed. And you have, you know, little young Valerie's philosophy where you never have any expectations. You don't live with any hope. No, don't do that. Instead, we have to figure out how to have maybe different hope when that disappointment happens, right? When that big thing comes and goes, ah, no. I mean, really the biggest disappointment of my life, obviously, was my daughter's murder. And when I say disappointment, it's obvious that it left a hole in my heart and it's obvious that I miss her and, and the sadness and all those emotions. The reason I say the biggest disappointment is because I did put my faith. I believed that she was going to somehow make a difference, that you know she was going to get clean. I put my faith. I put my faith in God on that. That's where I put my hope. And you've heard me say before that I felt like it was the big middle finger from heaven when it didn't happen. I don't think God gave me a middle finger. Please do not quote me on saying that because that's not what I said. That's how I felt. Now, where am I going with this? Because you're thinking, well, wait a minute then. Ha ha ha, Valerie, see, you shouldn't have had hope. That was the ultimate whack in the head, right? Well, no, because I already accepted that when I put you know, I laid Jamie at the foot of the cross when I said, God, she's yours. Uh, I knew that I didn't know what that meant. My hope was in one direction, but ultimately I had another layer of hope. And that was that no matter what happened, I would be okay. No matter what happened, actually, I could even use it for good. And that's exactly what I've done. So that's what I say to you when I say, what do you do next? When you feel that disappointment, when you put your hope somewhere, things don't turn out the way you want them. What do you do next with that? So you switch your hope to something else, right? I mean, we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know how it's all going to work out. So you don't want to live without hope completely. You never want to do that. I know that you have certain hope slash expectations of people. I know for a fact that Rich will always be there for me and my son, Sean. I don't know about everyone else in my life. I mean, I have some really amazing people in my life, but I mean, 100% know for sure those two. I could list off some other people that are, you know, right behind them, but that those are really the two that I know for sure. And that makes me feel good that I have, I have that hope that if something happens to me and I really need help, that the two of them will be there for me. Let's talk now a little bit about courage, because remember, I said this is the courage to live with hope. How is it that courage has anything to do with this? Well, okay, 
repeat, repeat. Valerie's repeating herself. I think we have to repeat ourselves constantly when we're trying to get a message across because we all need constant reminders and reinforcement because life will come and, and take that, that thought, that perspective, that, that good wisdom from you in a heartbeat. So I believe that anything worth having, doing, or being takes courage. It takes courage even to have faith, which is hope. It takes courage because we're concerned, right? First of all, we start out with that fear of disappointment, right? Let's not forget that is a huge fear. It's not that just that we want to avoid disappointment. We are scared of it. We are afraid of looking foolish. Do you know how many people I said, Jamie is going to be okay. She's going to come out of it one day. She's going to share her story with the world. She and I are going to do something big together. When she was killed, I could have really felt stupid because I put my hope in this, my belief, my assurance, right? Those words we talked about in the beginning of this episode. I put all that out there. What an idiot. Nope, I didn't go there. I would rather live with hope and have a little disappointment in there somewhere, even a big disappointment, than to have not lived with hope at all. Don't fear being looking foolish. The hope is between you and yourself, you and God. You don't owe anyone else an explanation for your hope. We're afraid of what others might think. So go back to my story. I mean, I could have thought along the way that people were over there going, okay, yeah, right, Valerie, let's see. How many rehabs has she made it through? Zero. Got kicked out of every one. Uh, how many years has it been? She hasn't shown up over and over. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there were people who thought that. No question in my mind. And, you know, I don't fault them for that. I just stayed focused on my, I wanted to live with hope. I'd lived enough years in disappointment or avoiding it altogether and living in low to zero to no to actually expecting the worst. Bad expectations. Didn't want to go there again. I just want to really recommend I hope that you will just say, dang it, that's it. I'm starting to build my courage. I am going to have the courage to go all in and just believe and have hope that something is going to work out well, maybe way different than you thought, far different. Maybe you have to take a lot of left turns and right turns and ups and downs and U-turns and who knows on this path, but get on the path. Stop being afraid to hope, have hope for something. It's not too late. It doesn't matter how old you are. Is there something you want to do? Do you want to write a book? Do you want to be a part of a mission? Do you want to spread your wisdom about something? Do you want to start a new career? Do you want to do something different with your life? Have hope. Live with hope. Just be flexible. Don't be so stuck on it that you go, I'm having hope that this turns out like this. And if it doesn't, well, heck with it. Shouldn't have had that hope in the first place. Have the courage to stand up and do something important. Stand up and, and have the hope that you'll get the wisdom. You'll gain the confidence. You'll get the knowledge along the way. You're not going to get any of that if you're sitting there on the couch not doing this thing. I cannot encourage you enough 
to stand up, step up to the plate, and dang it, take some swings. We've all heard this before. If you bat 300 in the major leagues, that's a successful batting average, right? We've seen these batting average that are averages that are way lower than that, and these people are getting paid millions of dollars. So why don't we start thinking of things in that way, right? I mean, what if you stepped up to the plate in the major leagues and hit above 300? If you hit 400, they, it's unachievable. So 4 out of 10 is un, unachievable. 3 out of 10 is excellent. 3 out of 10. But see, we don't want to fail at anything. We're too scared. We're too scared that when we step up to the plate and we miss that first at bat and we have to go back to the dugout all dejected, we're afraid of what people are going to think. We're afraid of that disappointment. We're afraid of looking foolish, of failing. And the next time we get up and we swing and miss and back to the dugout we go, we're more disappointed we're more dejected. And, and when it's three times, but what if we need to do it 10 times? What if, let's just take the averages. What if we need to go 10 times and we get three out of 10? What if we get two out of 10? What if we get one out of 10? And that is all we need is one hit. My friend, live with hope. Have the courage to live with hope. Your life is worth it. Your story matters. So live it courageously. Right now, we have a 21-day courage challenge, and I cannot encourage you enough to go and do it. They are tangible things that you can do now and for the rest of your life to build more courage in every area of your life. Some of them will be fairly simple, fairly quick. Others will challenge you a little bit more. But it's time for you to start building courage. The world is getting scarier and scarier. Our circumstances are more and more uncertain. So how we combat all of that is with courage. See you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. I will see you next time at Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. In the meantime, connect with me at ValerieSilvera.com.